This is No Starving Artist Podcast. You deserve a successful creative life. I'm Anissa Benitez, a marketing expert at top companies and creative journeyer. I'm here to support your creative wellness, financially, mentally, and spiritually. Share with me your questions and I'll share perspective. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is focused on expanding on ideas versus dreams versus callings. I know I've very briefly in previous episodes highlighted that this was an area that I wanted to give more airtime to. So I'm really excited to do the deep dive on this episode. And why it's important is you got to know the difference because our time and our energy is so valuable before you take something and it might have come to you, this visualization, this idea, before you run with it, before making it a business, turning it into art, turning it into a vertical of your income, before pitching it to somebody, etc. Really understanding, distilling, if it's just an idea, if it's a dream, or it's a calling, will really help you prioritize it. Because better prioritization of your time and energy allows you to operate at your highest function, but also allows you more space to be present, to be living a meaningful life, to be spending more time with loved ones than you would otherwise. Obviously, this podcast is really dedicated to you having a creative and fulfilling life. And so thinking about that from a holistic lens is always the aim. The segments for today's episode include first, we'll actually dive into a question that spurred this from our No Starving Artist community. Two, Uh, We'll be actually diving into the topic itself and dissecting the difference between our ideas, dreams, and callings. And then third will be our culture rec. One quick announcement is that this podcast is going to return to a one-per-week release cadence. So each Sunday you can expect to hear this podcast and it'll be up and ready for you, but the Wednesday release will no longer be happening. And that's because my time and energy is valuable too. I really want to be giving and delivering higher quality content and maybe even taking some more time on that and be holistically involved in other areas of my life. I know with coronavirus somewhat being more contained, I don't know, but this pandemic feeling like it's getting a little bit better, maybe a little optimistic, but I know that businesses are starting to reopen and you all are revisiting some areas of your life and so yeah making more room for that too as always please share with me your questions any challenges that you're facing in your creative journey I'm here as a marketing consultant I'm also here to just share perspective and a second opinion please reach out to me at hello at morebyher.com and always sharing back your question stories as anonymous tell a friend about this podcast, rate and review it wherever you're listening. And thank you for being on this creative journey. Let's get into it. So our question from the No Starving Artist community is, how do you know if a dream is worth pursuing? And this is a question that's been asked to me multiple times in many ways and I think it's one that we've definitely touched on within this podcast in different fashions Um, definitely by exploring the importance of figuring out what your why is your motivators your driving forces but I think that we can approach this in a new way by really dissecting our purpose 
by really understanding what is an idea versus a dream versus a calling. And I think this is really important because our way of existing, the ideal way to exist is to exist intentionally, to be really conscious of where you're spending your time, how you're spending your time, and why you're spending your time there. Um, My personal personality is not super go with the flow. I love operating with some level of structure, but there's a level to which in life we cannot control everything. And so there are things that were not in our control. How can we also make room to just enjoy being in that space, being able to live and to relax? There's definitely a balance in life between finding opportunity for improvement and also relishing in contentment and accepting where we are through that process. So the reason that we want to get to a place where we understand our why, our motivating forces, etc., is when we do that, then we understand how to more easily get to a state of flow in what you do and in approaching your work and creating your art, etc. And maybe you've experienced a state of flow before. That feeling of flow is really when you are making momentum and time is passing and you're not even conscious of it. You're very immersed in whatever you're creating and whatever you're doing. And we can go so long not ever experiencing that, but when you do, you're usually doing something that you're, you truly love, that you truly desire to be doing. It's a beautiful thing. And um, when you're so conscious of the time passing and it's like is it three thirty yet is it five o'clock can I leave the office or living in a state of always looking forward as to when this moment will be gone uh, then you're not necessarily present you're not necessarily living to enjoy your life you're often motiv- motivated to escape your life or looking for the exit um, and so really getting back to a places or developing a lifestyle where when you're doing the work you really feel fulfilled by it and you're not so conscious of time is a beautiful thing also it's really great to live intentionally because you want to reduce the worry and regret in your life you want to spend more time not feeling like oh shoulda coulda woulda really just doing and really spending time with friends and family living in hurried life living a conscious life being grateful for the life that we have is so important. And so going back to the question of how do you know if an idea is worth pursuing? Well, understanding what the difference is between it just being an idea. And, you know, you could follow through on so many ideas, but do you have the capacity um, is a question you want to get down to. Do you have the capacity? Do you truly have the deeply in- the deep interests? Do you have the resources, et cetera? Um, yeah, are all factors to take into account. And so Let's dissect what the definitions of each of these is. So many things might arise for us that we think are cool, we want to pursue, but understanding the origin of where those ideas are coming from, where those visualizations are coming from is incredibly helpful. So I've developed a few, three definitions to understand what an idea is versus a dream versus a calling. So an idea is being able to visualize something. A dream is being able to visualize something you deeply desire. But a calling is being able to visualize something you deeply desire and can bring to life. So 
being in the mindset of an inventor, you probably have a lot of ideas that arise all the time as to things that you could be doing. Being a manifester, you might have deeper wishes and callings and goals that you want to achieve that you can visualize. But really your calling, your deepest calling is when you have the skills, you have the resources, you have the time and energy to not only take that visualization and think about it, but make it an action, make it a reality and bring it to life in the best way possible. And so that's what we are aiming to always do is to demonstrate visionary leadership, is to really get to a point where we're consciously, meaningfully existing in the world So this next section is really focused on distilling what an idea is, what is a dream, and what is a calling in a more granular level so you can see how sometimes it is worth following the path of an idea. And sometimes it is worth just prioritizing certain dreams or callings. So starting with the idea, the idea is being able to visualize something new. So Understand that none of these are superior to one another, dreams versus ideas versus callings, but some may be more personally, deeply, and internally fulfilling. For example, if you have an abundance of time and energy and resources, maybe you work at a corporation that has tons of money, cough, cough, Google, (laughs) my experience there, where there's tons of opportunities to make your ideas into realities for fun or because there's space for new innovation and there's budget for it and there's the allowance for it. This is a lot of conversations that I had at Google with engineers where they came up with some really incredible projects because they thought it'd be cool, so they made it. So they spent multiple years maybe making something and it wasn't necessarily a something, an innovation, a feature that they deeply desired or they thought was really necessary to the world but why not because they wanted to have fun we thought because they thought it was cool and I think that that's you know pretty special to be in that position so here are some questions to ask yourself to understand if this visualization needs to exist one does it already exist What is the actual vision? Let's get really clear around that too, first and foremost. And if it exists, if you see it in the marketplace, if this idea already is in existence, this project already needs existence, can you do it better? Is there something unique that you bring to the table that really highlights why you should be the one to pursue the same idea? Do you have the time and energy to pursue this idea? Do you have the capacity right now, the bandwidth right now to pursue this idea? Are you already doing other things that are deeply fulfilling to you that pursuing this idea doesn't really throw you off? Then that's worth taking into consideration. As some of you know, I founded More By Her, a platform to dismantle the starving artist stigma. Each week, we share a new story of creative women shaping culture on Wednesdays, Wisdom Drop Wednesdays, For those who identify as women, non-binary, she, her, they, them, thriving artists who are willing to give transparency on their creative journey and how they do it. Follow us at morebyher.com or on Instagram at more underscore by underscore her. So we covered that ideas are being able to visualize something. And dreams now are 
being able to visualize something you deeply desire and want to manifest. This week, I was listening to the podcast On Purpose with Jay Shetty, one of my favorite podcasts, and he was interviewing Vishen Lakhaney, who's the founder and CEO of Mind Valley. And Vishen has spent a lot of his life studying investors and inventors and really deeply involved in utilizing the power of meditation and intuition to make better decisions, to move forward, positive change. Um, And in studying a lot of these inventors, he had noticed that a lot of them use certain tricks, especially when you're sleeping. You go through different states of sleep, and one of the states of sleep is theta. And theta is a gateway kind of to understanding our memory, our learning, and our intuition. And from this very intuitive place, we have a lot of dreams. In theta state, our senses are really withdrawn from the world. And we are really just in this internal state. And it's the beginning before you really hit a deeper state of sleep. And so historically, Steve Jobs would wake himself up while napping in this state to break down ideas and to pull things out. Salvador Dali, famous artist, did the same thing where he'd have these metal balls in his hands and he'd sleep with them. And the second that those balls dropped he woke up because that was a state right before he went unconscious and not completely unconscious, but into that deeper sleep cycle and pulling out during this moment, pulling out of that state allowed you to understand what's that dream? What was I actually, what was in existence right there? Because that's a space of desire. That's a space of intuition of what can be manifested. And so the power of actually pulling from our dreams is we're able to block out a lot of things that we might be conditioned, socialized, externally see as a valid way that we can take this idea, move it forward versus what do we deeply intuitively want? What are some of the crazy ideas that if we really went after people would think is crazy, but maybe we should. And so one way to understand if a visualization that's coming to you is a dream is understanding first where did that visualization originate from was it something that you had in a dream or is it something that you've observed from the world exterior maybe you've gone out and you're looking at the marketplace and you're like why can I never find xyz thing why is it so hard for blah 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 to exist and then that's usually more of a bit of an idea but what do you desire what do you deeply desire why do you desire it? What about this visualization makes you feel, makes it feel personal? Asking yourself sometimes the question of why at least six times. Last but not least, our calling is being able to visualize something you desire and bring it to life. So it's really moving that dream that, that you know, it's definitely a progression from idea to dream to calling sometimes but moving dream to calling is the aim is to understanding our reason for being and so there's a Japanese word called ikigai and it means reason for being and our culture rectifies to this very deeply but ikigai was introduced to me by a an executive at google 
who I was speaking to and wanting to better understand what I should do with my life, why I wasn't feeling fulfilled, and why I was feeling like I needed more meaning at that point in time. And this exercise and this concept was never shared with me previously. What I love about it is it takes you time to sit down and and do the analysis, but there are four things to take into consideration. One, what do you love? Two, what does the world need? Three, what are you good at? And four, what can you get paid for? And so Ikigai exists at the intersection of these where your passion meets your mission, meets your vocation, meets your profession. And it may not be fulfilled through just one profession that makes you feel passionate, mission-driven, but your vocation is fulfilled and your profession is fulfilled. Um, Maybe it takes a lot of different elements. Maybe you have to have a more expansive life to feel a good sense and reason for being. But what's really helpful um, to think about when you're analyzing this visualization that comes to you and you're trying to understand, is this my calling? Is this a dream? Is this just an idea? Is ask yourself questions like, do you love this? Is this something that you would love to do? Does the world need this? Are you good at this? Is this something you feel capable of actually following through and completing? And this is something you can get paid for. If you can't get paid for it, how can you still do it but find how, how to get paid elsewhere, etc.? And our culture rec really is focused on ikigai and you taking the time out and exploring it more deeply. But what's important, I think, is to just stay conscious when we feel like we're in a state of, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Taking it down taking it down and holding it and then maybe even looking back on it look back on it and on a day in a week if it still hits a chord with you that's that means something it definitely means something and finding sometimes better ways to navigate the manifestation of these ideas is worthwhile maybe you don't have the time the energy the financial resources the support the breadth of people maybe to bring something forward how can you acquire that over time so not always functioning in a state of what's currently actionable is also super important because you can build slowly but surely over time to acquire the resources and support needed to make things reality but do you care about it enough to dedicate and sustainably bring it to life Um, to make it the calling and really manifest it. So as I mentioned before, I'd been introduced to Ikigai from an executive at Google when I was feeling just done with... (laughs) done with working at Google, to be really frank. I didn't feel like the work that I was doing at the corporation to be fulfilling. And what was helpful in that moment was taking a more holistic look at my life and understanding that I didn't need to pressure this job to be my fulfilling, my fulfilling, my idea of fulfilling. It was more the importance to me got clearer on 
taking a step back and making sure that my life was fulfilling, making sure that I was drawing meaning and my reason for existing was not for this job, but really holistically for all of these other reasons. And so initially when I approached the exercise, I had in my bucket of things that I could do kind of narrow. And I think that's what I want to warn you of if you approach Ikigai. What do you love? Answering that question, be honest. Be honest and list absolutely everything out. What do you really love? Not what do you love that you're good at. What do you, not what do you love that people would recognize you for. It's so hard to decondition ourselves, to answer things truthfully, even to ourselves. But you gotta, you really need to do the work of understanding what do you love. So what do you truly love? Now, what does the world need? And understanding what the world needs is a very long list. It's a very long list of what the world would need. Um, and then looking back at what we're good at. And this is the part, again, where you have to be so truthful. Because it's not what are you good at that you've historically received recognition for. Maybe it's what are you good at innately talented at? What are you naturally good at? And then what can you be paid for? And it's helpful just to take take those things into account. Maybe you can be paid for things that are unrelated to your expertise too. Um, and that's totally fine. And I think when I did my ikigai and I approached it and I, I was exploring this completely wrong, what I messed up on was being honest with myself and not taking a wide enough approach and looking at how I could do a lot of different things. And I didn't need to pressure the things that I loved for money. Elizabeth Gilbert says that she made a commitment to, and she's a writer that I love, and I know I mention her a lot, but she made a commitment to never pressure her creativity to sustain her, to be the thing that brings her money. Why? Because even once it's able to bring you money, maybe you don't want it to be the thing that you have to put pressure on and approach in that way. So anyways, without further ado, our culture rec for this episode is a TEDx talk from, um, and it's called How to Ikigai. It's from Tim Tamashiro, and he did a TEDx YYC. And what I love about his approach in explaining it is it's really storytelling based. It's about him, his state of life, his travel to Japan. It's quite short, 12 minutes, but he understands at the end of it and has such confidence in his purpose for being. He says, I am a light and I'm here to show you yours. And Ikigai is really kind of getting to this beautiful state of understanding that you can have affluence of time and marry that with whatever your creative talents are and your gifts are with reward, with benefiting from that maybe almost automatically. And that's a beautiful state to be in. It's just being able to live and keep life dynamic, being able to be present with people that we love, being able to have downtime, but also being able to work really hard without without tons and tons of, of drain on that and strain on that because it comes more naturally to us. He ends by saying, your meaningful life is going to be a lot of work. But I think you already know this. 
that you are worth the work. And now you have the Ikigai map to show you how. And that so resonates with the whole purpose of this podcast, right? We sometimes just need to have a little bit more structure to approach our lives, to feel supported, to have our light shine in the ways that you were born to. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I'm so grateful to be on this creative journey with you. As always, share to me your questions, creative journeys. Email me at hello at morebyher.com. Please leave a review, tell a friend, share on social. We'll be chatting or I'll be, you'll be hearing from me next Sunday. And so in the meantime, feel free to let me know what aspects of the podcast you're enjoying. Hit me at Anissa Benitez on Instagram. Follow the wisdom of many thriving creative women and non-binary people at morebyher.com. You are no starving artist. I'm so grateful to be learning and growing with you. I appreciate you.